You are listening to Jesus is Better, a podcast series presented by Church on Mill, where we discover in a momentary trial the eternal truth that Jesus is better. Hello, everybody. This is Chuck Newkirk. I'm one of the pastors at Church on Mill, and I'm here with a good buddy today, Hansley Musat. Hey, everybody. Good to be here. Thank you for having a conversation with us, brother. Uh, Hansley is a, a dear friend, church member here at Church on Mill, and he helps lead uh, worship, corporate worship, singing a couple times a month. Yes, sir. Super thankful for you. And this is Jesus is Better, the podcast, and... Uh, Hansley, in this podcast, we are discovering in a momentary trial the eternal truth that Jesus is better. Amen. So uh, each time we get on here, we'll have some guests, and we're just going to be tackling topics and trying to consider the way in which we find that the end of all roads takes us to the truth that Jesus is better. So my first question for you, brother, is... Yes, sir. How do you get your head to be so shiny? <laughs> uh, genetics mainly, uh, but then also shout out to my sister-in-law. She hooked me up with some natural oils um, about a year or so ago, and I started using that as part of my shaving routines and that oil in the sun, Arizona. Yeah. All right. Well, it is a, it is a beauty. <laughs> Speaking of shaving routines, my wife uh, really wants me to shave my beard. What do you think about it? Ooh, I say do it, man. You say shave it. Yeah, I say right. shave it. Yeah. This will be your last time on the podcast. I'm just saying it's scriptural, you know, like the wife has authority over the man's body. So, you know what I'm saying? She wants it shaved. Well, if I want to identify with the Levites, they have to let that <laughs> stuff grow, man. You know what I'm saying? So you want to pull some scripture? I can pull some scripture. <laughs> so um, the last... Several times you've been leading us on Sunday morning. We've been in a room together with like six people. Yeah. In a camera. Uh-huh. What's that been like for you? Um, you know, it's been it's been pretty awkward in the sense of um you don't realize how much of a blessing it is to be in corporate worship when it's the normalcy, right? Mm-hmm. Like I felt like you know, for the years I've been here, even the times when I've shied away from being here, even like, I think there was something about just taking for granted the ability to gather together. Mm-hmm. Whereas now there's a clear sense of, oh, wow, there's there's a blessing in us being together. And when that's not possible, um, it's 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 awkward. Mm-hmm. It's different. And, I, and part of it is just kind of an augmentation of you know, me sensing God's design in the beauty of the church and the unity that he He prefers for his body to have. So Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so thankful for what you've been doing. Thank you for helping to provide um, what we've been able to do. It certainly uh, is not a replacement. And this time of being providentially hindered from being able to gather uh, with God's people is uh, certainly creating a a renewed appetite for what is ultimately good and right. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. um, Anger. Yeah. So big topic, Uh important issue. Uh, When you hear the word anger, what's the first thing that comes to mind? 
sin. Um, yeah, that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind. That's deep, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, honestly, I, I, think of, I think of it in, in a marital context. And for me, personally, I think it's just one of those sins that's really tricky because um, I'm not, like when I'm angry, I'm not one that get like um, super loud and aggressive or violent. Um, like, in fact, I do the exact opposite. Like I, I shut down, mm. right? And I, I often shut down when I'm angry. And, and I feel like... Um, as we talk about anger, I think it's easy for me to like think of anger like in the way of um, a, a physical manifestation as opposed to an internal reality, regardless of how it's manifested externally. So, so I so that's 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 really what comes to mind is is that you know in the times when I'm angry, um, it may not sort of express itself in the ways that we typically think of anger. But I think from a marital standpoint, for me, it's most expressed in the times when I like, I just shut down. Um, and so that's, that's, that's what comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, you know, people are facing lots of stress and strain uh, and pressure and constraint they're not used to mm -hmm. right now with being under stay-at-home orders, kids being out of school, right. work having to continue, but you're stuck at home. Right. So it is like a ecosystem for uh, exposing uh, anger that's underneath the surface that right. we don't recognize is always there. So it's an it's, it's a easy time to find oneself uh, getting angry. So... Um, if you had to ask me anything about anger, what would you ask? Um, what is righteous anger? And is it possible for us as humans to be righteous in our anger? What's a human? <laughs> you mean human? What did I say? Don't get angry with me. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I do think that there is a righteous anger. Certainly, God gets angry, right. and that's not sinful. Um, and people can get angry. In fact, in the book of Ephesians, we are even commanded to be angry. It says in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, Be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. So, yeah, a righteous anger, I think, uh, would be an anger that is angry about the things that would make God angry and not expressed in sin. So um, I think about Jesus in the Gospels, for example. He got angry a couple of times. Right. You think of any off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, the, the famous one with the merchants at yep. the temple. And, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. So... Um, he, he, if, if Jesus never sinned and we see places in which he was angry, then we know that it's possible that there's a righteous 
anger, even apart from the book of Ephesians. So it seems like the things that made Jesus angry were n- are not the things that typically make me angry. <laughs> uh, they're not the things that make the, the average person angry. Uh, anger is so often rooted in um, our own selfish desires and not getting our own way. And uh, it's the two-year-old inside of all of us that can come out. But the things that made Jesus angry were the things that were harmful to other people. They were, they were um, injustices, uh, hypocrisy, uh, people in religious authority and power using that as a way to uh, keep their, um, their people under their thumb. Uh-huh. That's the stuff that he just, he just lost it over. So um, what's a righteous anger in us? What well, would be a Jesus-like anger? and anger about the things that make God angry, but that's not expressed in a way that's sinful. That's maybe one idea that comes to mind in terms of a righteous anger. You have any other thoughts about that? I, I, yeah, I just want to echo what you're saying, but, but I think sort of the, what's causing the causation of the anger mm-hmm. is, um, you know, is, is a key determining factor yeah. of is it righteous or yeah, not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Makes me think of um, probably what is perhaps the most revelatory text in Scripture around that issue that you've just raised, James chapter Uh 4. What causes quarrels and fights among you? Um, Isn't isn't it that your passions are at at war within you? Yeah, so we've got some kind of uh, desire that is met by some opposition and (laughs) out, out comes the anger. Right. So... Yep, that's uh, certainly uh, the the grounds or the or the underneath the roots of of anger. Um, I wonder how many people in the last couple of weeks during uh, COVID nineteen stay at home orders have been difficult to understand how to um, not keep getting angry. Um, how have you found the Lord, as you talked about going inward when you have anger, mm-hmm. how have you found experientially the Lord to be bringing you out of that? Um, a, God is faithful and just to complete the work in me. Let's go. Um, B, I'm acknowledging the fact that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm noticing this pattern. Like there's, there's something about how I'm reacting right now that's, that's not Christ-like, and far from shying away from it, just acknowledging it. Um, and then see, I, I feel like the Lord has been sort of challenging me as of late to um, break the silence, right? Um, I, I came across a, a quote that said, the silent treatment was invented by a third grader, or something along those lines, mm-hmm. but just really, speaking of like the immaturity factor that's that's behind that level of shutting down right and so and so i so just kind of taking that to heart and realizing that okay to to be christ-like is something that god not only empowers me but i can be intentional about and 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 it 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 will it breaking that silence is just kind of like being strategic in how i communicate after you know that sense of 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 anger is is causing me to shut down yeah. Um, yeah 
is also, I think, part of the yeah. part of the solution. That's good. It seems like it comes out in different forms for different people. Right. Some some people really lose their cool and everybody knows when they're angry because right. they've uh, yelled expletives, uh, thrown stuff, Super smashed animated, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, other people are, are, you know, at the opposite end of the spectrum, like you're talking about. Um, both are important to recognize as well as everything else in between. Um, you know, I think another topic related to anger that's, that's so important for folks to begin to get uh, a handle on so that it can be identified is that um, anger is not a primary emotion. It, it, is, it is never the root cause. There's always something else that's actually driving the, the anger. So um, think of it like you like to work on cars. Uh, you know all kinds of stuff about them. I, I, I know where the, the gas goes. That's about <laughs> all I got. Um, so the, the, think of anger like the, uh, the check engine light that comes on. Uh-huh. I know what that is. Are you impressed? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the check engine light is anger, and it's revealing there's some other problem. Gotcha. So many times there's other stuff underneath anger. And uh, I would say not many, it's every time. If anger's not a primary emotion, it's secondary. Um, and it's, it's being exposed by uh, something else. So you, know, you could think about um, uh, being afraid or uh, feeling uh, betrayed or uh, being incredibly anxious about something, overwhelmed, um, like there's a loss of control. Uh, that you've been betrayed, mm-hmm. all those things would be more foundational. And anger is, is just the, the check engine light revealing something else going on in the heart. Gotcha. So um, for our brothers and sisters listening to this, um, when you find yourself and you're identifying that I'm angry, um, then you might choose to get angry that you're angry. <laughs> Um, But really, probably a more productive, helpful thing to do would be to say, God, um, what's what's underneath the anger? What desires do I have that are being frustrated? And are those good, godly desires or are they idolatrous? Um, And then go to the Lord in prayer around those those more root things instead of just addressing the fruit, the, the anger. So... Um, like if I was to say to you, um, I think your shiny head is disgusting. Would that make you angry? Nah, no. nah, not at all. How come? Uh, it's, it, I know you like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I know the truth of the situation. All right. So, so n- nothing underneath down there that would be uh, leading to uh, anger. I got it. Um, Brother, once, once we have found ourselves to be um, in a cycle in which anger's coming out a lot, mm-hmm. um, what, what would be some godly counsel? Maybe we could think together for a couple of minutes about, okay, I keep getting angry, um, and uh, stay-at-home orders are seeming like they're not going to be lifted today tomorrow, the next day. So circumstances aren't getting any easier. Uh-huh. Um, 
if I'm beginning to recognize, oh, this is anger that I'm feeling, and I'm starting to think through what's underneath it, uh, then what if it keeps happening? So um, I would say in the moment, right, like I think um, as you're getting angry and you are recognizing that, I, I think in the moment there is there is a time for sort of stepping away and um, maybe shutting down or like just, hey, you know what, I'm just not level-headed right now and I am purposely not going to say anything because maybe the next thing I say is just going to be me blowing up. Um, and, and so just kind of, there is, there is room and time and necessity for that level of restraint. Um, and anytime you, you sense that you're angry, those aren't the times to be trying to, you know, act in response to something, you know, whether it's, you know, my kid did something and that made me super mad and out of anger I'm going to discipline that child. Um, it's better to just not and just allow yourself to calm down and then work through those, you know, those, those things as to what it is you're responding to. Mm -hmm. um, but as to your question, if it's something that's consistent and you're noticing it, um, I think there's a level of humility that I would recommend for everyone to have and to, is to realize that, you know, part of, part of God's desire is that we would lean to, to one another in, in the times of help and in the time of needs, you know, confessing that to a trusted um, brother or sister in Christ yeah, and yeah. seeking prayer from them and counsel from them. Um, and then recognizing that, um, you know, there, there are some things that perhaps are rooted beyond even your own awareness and something like um, some godly, professional, biblical counseling mm -hmm. could help bring some healing to those areas mm -hmm. in, in life and help bring um, some, some growth in, in how you process um, those things that are leading you towards that angering response. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, because so much of anger is is fruit, then it makes a huge difference to get down at those root issues. I think that's really wise well and, and helpful, brother. Um, when I was a kid, I had a horrendous temper. I mean, I could get extremely angry and um, it was not pretty. Um, and just as a testimony to the power of our Lord Jesus Christ to transform us, um, I, I have been substantially changed in this particular area. Um, it's just not near the problem that it was. And I think um, that's one of the ways God's been particularly kind uh, to me. Um, and and, the, and the, the, the key is definitely getting down at um, what's, what's the desire, what are the desires of being frustrated, James chapter four, verse one, and, and getting those things brought to our Lord. Mm -hmm. So, what else? Um, I would also say that, um, you know, there, there's helpful resources out there um, that, you know, whether it's, um, you know, beyond just counseling, but just kind of um, using 
those opportunities that um, you do have each day to sort of bring some level of reconciliation um, towards those things that bring anger. You know, you mentioned the passage about not letting the sun go down on your anger. Um, you know, almost this imagery of sort of this daily commitment that no matter what, um, I'm going to try to address this and I'm going to try to address this as soon as possible. Mm. And, you know, I think that podcast about, um, you know, being at a place to say I'm sorry, um, I think that... Um, that makes me angry because that was not a <laughs> podcast. That was a video. Oh, yeah. Ooh, but yeah. My terms are all. That's all right. <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, 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 but on the real, like just being at a place to, to humble yourself and to, you know, admit when you're wrong and to um, just, um, yeah, just have that humility. And, and, and for those in relationships, um, also recognizing that um, sometimes you know what presses that other person's button and um, not only managing the anger in yourself, but relationally also responding and acting towards others in a way that allows them to, um, you know, to not feel triggered towards anger. Mm, yeah. um, like, so serving as an accountability for your brothers and sisters in Christ or your siblings or your spouse or your kids, like um, there is a sense in which um, how you address them and how you communicate, right? Um, and, and fathers not provoking their children towards anger, right? There's also that, that sense of responsibility that we ought to take, not only towards our own anger, but um, making sure that we're not intentionally um, provoking someone else towards anger. And, you know, those, the, the way we respond, the way we, we interact with others, the things we say and do, um, making sure that we're, we're cultivating a peace so long as it depends on us, as the scriptures mm -hmm. yep. um, command us to. Yeah, absolutely. We, we definitely have some uh, role that we play in whether or not uh, we're encouraging uh, a roommate, uh, a boss, the person that we're in line six feet behind at the grocery store. Yeah, we definitely have some um, some responsibility toward um, not adding to their reasons to be uh, aggravated. Uh, we can turn the we can help turn the dial up or down. Mm -hmm. Definitely have some. Uh, ultimately, it's each person's responsibility, what they choose to do, but we can encourage or discourage. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's, that's helpful. And that applies to, um, again, all, you know, we're all in some kind of relationship. So that would apply to, to literally everybody. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of proverbs that speak to those kinds of issues. Uh, another good resource, if uh, you're listening, and this is particularly an area where you want to see the light of Christ shine. You want to find that Jesus is better. Uh, there's a great book called um, Good and Angry that um, addresses these topics in a really helpful way. So I'd encourage people toward that end. Okay. So um, in this first edition of um, Jesus is Better, in which Hansley Musat is here, we've thought a little bit about corporate worship 
and um, we've been deeply thankful to learn about how you get your head so shiny. <laughs> and we've thought just casually, just having a conversation, none of this was pre-planned, um, just thinking together around topics related to um, anger, underlying emotions, what's righteous anger. Um, the reason for that is it's just a particularly timely topic um, right now in that the stressors are not exposing something, uh, are not causing something, they're, they're exposing uh, desires that are more stuffed, typically. So this is ultimately a good gift of God in that we're understanding our own hearts better, which would lead us ultimately to uh, re repentance and enjoying the kindness of God and finding in the end that Jesus is better, his grace is sufficient. Anything else you want to think about before we? Um, I just want to encourage the church to just consider the unique opportunities we have to be a light in these trying times. Mm. And I think just understanding the fact that, you know, everyone has a sense of heightened alertness about sort of the uncertainties around, um, you know, the new normals of COVID-19, if you want to call it that, because it's been over a month now. Um, but then also recognizing that as, as people are on high alert, um, there's going to be a lot of, um, a lot of stresses that, that manifest themselves in anger. And, and the way we respond to anger, I think, can be a key witness mm -hmm. to, to not only, you know, those that um, know Christ and those that we live with, but even the strangers we meet. Um, and, and being at a place to not take things personal, but to take things to the Lord. Like no matter what, or no matter you know how offensive or how blatant um, one's anger is, is displayed towards us, that we could um, we can minister to them in how we respond to that. Um, so, um, you know, obviously for those of us who are struggling with anger and the Lord is revealing that to us each day, um, continue to take it to the Lord in prayer. Um, but then as you can, as you grow in that and as you um, become the recipient of someone else's anger, um, I'm also praying for you and in, in how you choose to respond, recognizing that um, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity to be a difference, to be a light, to be a witness to those who some of them are just stressing out and they don't mm -hmm. know what else to do. And that anger is just a manifestation of um, just that uncertainty that they have internally. So Yeah, that's good. That um, reminds me of uh, a, a, a time in which I didn't do that well, that I think was a lost opportunity to be a good witness. When, when we first moved here, uh, my family and I, it was a almost 11 years ago now, um, I had a Jeep Wrangler and we moved here in the summer uh -huh. and I had no idea what hot was before I got here. And the top was off, the doors were off, so I was just getting roasted. And there was um, a, a lot of pressure that I felt as a new pastor in a new city with um, a family that we'd moved across the country. And um, I, I was not processing the underlying Kind of issues very well and i had gone through the drive-through at chick-fil-a and then come out the op the other side and was stopped at a stoplight and a guy i mean a stop sign a guy coming the other way um 
also had a stop sign and he didn't stop. And mm. so we, we nearly had an altercation, uh, meaning our cars almost hit each other. And um, he pulled around next to me and he was just yelling. I mean, he was very upset. And like I said earlier, normally when I was a kid, any, anything like any kind of pressure that anybody else exerted on me, I would fight back hard. Uh-huh. But it had been years and years and years since that happened. And I just lost it. Um, I yelled back and we, we got in a pretty good shouting match there sitting in our cars. And, and finally, he was continuing to escalate. And um, so I reached over and grabbed a waffle fry <laughs> and I chunked it at his face. Oh, no. And I nailed him right in the face with the waffle fry. Oh, wow. And he, he, got, he started getting out of the car. And then I realized, oh, I've gone way too far. I just waffle fried a guy in the face. And I drove off. And um, I completely destroyed any opportunity in that moment <laughs> to, to be a witness to that guy. And I wasted a daggum waffle fry. <laughs> Those are good. So oh, um, thankfully, um, it's been 11 years since something like that happened. Um, but yeah, in, in, in each moment, in each encounter with people, uh, we, by God's grace, are either making testimony in a positive way of Jesus Christ, or uh, we are um, losing the the opportunity to witness even to a stranger so thanks yeah. for bringing that up no doubt that that reminds me of a story okay. i'm gonna share real quick so um this was like college years i'm in florida uh similar thing i think i was pulling out of a gas station or something and the, the lady did something where i felt like she cut me off mm-hmm. and i was like oh no she did yeah right and so and so she kept driving and so i started driving right like right behind her okay and um i kid you not so she then kind of slows down and so i take the other lane to pass her and as i do so she's looking at me and she's yelling she's like so she's like super bad i'm like okay never mind (laughs) right so i'm trying to like continue to drive off and she pulls a gun out on me. Whoa. Like, so we're driving, she grabs a gun and like points it. And I'm just wow. like, wow. So like, you know, you talk about um, the idea of escalation. Like mm-hmm. even from, from the standpoint of um, just de-escalating situations yeah. that can turn dangerous yep. in, 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 in an instance. And, and I, I, just, I just never forgot like how how stupid it was like but then how dangerous it quickly became yeah. because i didn't de-escalate the situation i acted out of my anger and that made her more angry and then next thing you know a gun is being yeah. pulled out i yeah. was like whoa yeah so um you know so I, I think it's it's wise that we we ought to be light because because primarily we are um we are representative of christ and and we we are a witness to god but, but I think beyond that, even just from the standpoint of safety and recognizing that, you know, in heightened times and heightened alertness, um, there, there is those who are um, sort of at their wit's end. Mm-hmm. And we minister to them by the way we respond. And if we sort of 
escalate a situation, yeah. you just never know like what someone's response could be. So, so be wise, be careful, um, and be a light. Um, because I learned a hard way in, in Florida that escalating an issue um, can quickly become something dangerous. So yeah, that's um, that's wise, brother. Um, scripture tells us a, a soft answer turns away wrath, Amen. but a harsh word stirs up anger. Why don't we end there? Thanks for having a conversation with me. Look forward to having you again on the Jesus is Better podcast. Thanks for having me, man. It's, it was an honor and a pleasure. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of Jesus is Better. For more info, visit us at www.churchonmill.org. That's churchonmill.org.